Hello and welcome to the Talk to Joe Guidance Podcast, where we talk to people in different careers and how they got there. For more information, follow me on Farley Career Guidance on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today I'm joined by Shane Rice, who is a strength coach based in Monaghan, but does most of his work online. Shane, how are you doing? Hi Joseph, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Not too bad at all. Shane, uh, could you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, so where do I start? Um, I'm currently a strength coach purely online, like you said, with tons of clients. At the moment, predominantly 99% of them are GA players, male and female, young and old. So um, I just came home from Toronto back in uh, early 2020, just before the whole current situation. So I was lucky to get back when I did, um, and I purely went self-employed online coaching from then. Did a lot of, I wanted to get out of Ireland and gain experience in North America, and I thought Toronto was a great place to start. So right now, in terms of my career path, I'm on my own and loving it. So really enjoying how things are going at the minute. And Shane, can you tell me just even outside of your kind of, strength and conditioning yeah. business. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, so I'm 28 years of age and I'm from Monaghan. Um, Scottsdown is my local local parish, local club, uh, GA club as well. So um, I've always been born in England, lived there for a couple of years and then made the trip home just when I was four. So been here ever since. Um, went through the normal... School, went to secondary school, um, St. Carter's College here in Monaghan, went to college, went to DKIT, Dundalk uh, Institute of Technology, did my studies there for, well, that was, was maybe four to six years, did uh, two courses actually there, so I kind of overstayed my time in college, um, and then I went abroad, and here I am now, uh, just home. Well, that's, that's really interesting to kind of get that kind of viewpoint. Shane, can you kind of take you back a little bit to your leaving search yeah. year? Can you remember kind of what subjects you did in school, what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy? Yeah, so seven subjects for the leaving cert and the add-on subjects, I believe, would have been French, history, um, mm-hmm. biology, and there would be obviously your English Irish and now this is going back uh, 10 11 years ago so I'm just making sure I have all the subjects here um, and I went with higher level everything thinking I was going to do higher level everything for the leaving cert and it definitely did not go that way and um, what subjects that I did enjoy probably just because I'm interested in the body I enjoyed biology um, but there is some parts of biology I didn't enjoy and th- that was definitely a tough subject. Uh, history, I, I had a little bit of interest in, but apart from that, anybody that knows me knows that um, I wasn't always the best scholar and I definitely went through a lot of hard times um, during the I suppose, fifth and sixth year, which is basically your leaving cert years. It was a very, very tough time because I would be the type of person that would probably get in a lot of trouble and distract others from doing their work. So, um, yeah, in terms of leaving cert, um, it probably wasn't the best result that I could have asked for, but everything works out in the end. Absolutely. And it's kind of interesting to hear, like you would have quite a big online following in regards to kind of GA. 
And you mentioned kind of DKIT earlier. You said you did two different courses there. Did you uh, pick DKIT as your first choice in the CAO? Did you kind of end up there or how did you go about getting into DKIT? So, well, just coming on from the Leaving Cert results, I mean, people always talk about what a good score is and what you should aim for, how many points you should aim for. I honestly had no aims whatsoever. I had no goals. I just wanted to get through it. I didn't really um, care that much if I passed or failed because I just thought life would take care of itself. Uh, another fact is I actually failed English in my Leaving Cert. Um, and it used to be in the olden days where maybe 15 years ago, if you feel English, you feel the leaving cert. But now I think it, it might be just maths. But I feel English. And when I got my results, it was only 190 points. Now, at the time, this is quite low for someone that's being told they got to aim for 350, 400, 450. Um, and I didn't, when I did my CEO, I threw down a load of random courses in colleges that I wanted to go to thinking that's where you want to be. So if you're coming out of school at 17, 18, you want to be in Dublin, right? That's the capital city, you know, that's the party life. That's where the, the crack is and stuff. So uh, you would just stick down 10 courses from DCU, maybe Maynooth, UCD, just make sure that you're getting into the Dublin area. And Dundalk was nowhere near my list whatsoever. And I got my results, obviously was pretty upset, me leaving cert, you know, results night and everything. Everyone was pretty happy. And it really hit home that like, okay, this does not feel nice knowing that you did put no effort in it. It's not fun or it's not cool to get this kind of score. Um, and knowing that you could have done better probably was was annoying at the time. But as I, as I always say, um, what is meant to be will be and you will go through these stages. And I didn't get any offers at the start, zero offers. First round came in, nope. Uh, some one of my friends got offers in Dublin. Second round came, nope, nothing. Third round came, assuming this is the last round, I just about got in through um, where there is courses that haven't filled up and business studies or business administration uh, was one of them in DKIT. And that's where I just had to get in somewhere. I had no interest in business. I just needed to go somewhere, you know? Okay, it's interesting that uh, you run your own business at the minute yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you did kind of business in, in college as well uh mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting to see that kind of concept like the leaving cert is just part of as this huge event and that's the be all and end all which is really really not the case uh and it's brilliant to see that someone who maybe didn't go through the traditional method of going straight to college doing four years and straight into a career you seem to have kind of very mm -hmm. tastes in all different life that you've lived abroad, that you ran your own business. Did you do any different sort of jobs when you were kind of going through your twenties? Yeah. So, uh, one of my first main job jobs, um, well, for me, my personality suited the going out scene, you know, I'm very, very extroverted. I like being around people. So my first real job was working at a nightclub as a barman. And there was a nightclub in Monaghan called Spy. And I was, there when it opened for the first time ever as a barman and I worked there between the ages probably of let's say 20 to 24 um, I ran a cocktail bar there and I was doing this you know on the weekends on the side of my business uh, degree and that yeah like that that was mainly my main job for the early 20s on top of my business um, and just touching back even on the business degree itself 
my I wasn't a hundred percent into the business side of things. I enjoyed college because I was out of the house living at home and everything. But in terms of the business studies itself, I wasn't great. I actually took me three years to get through first year. And then I got through second year in, in one go, which was great at the time. And then third year dragged on maybe another year or two. And then at the end of my business studies, that's where my passion came out for fitness. And then that's where I did my personal training on on the side on top of my last year of business study so between that age 19 to 24 it was nightclub work to be honest that's interesting so you said in third year you kind of went into the personal training business did you did that come from your love of GAA did that come from kind of the way social media has kind of changed perception so when I was younger, I was that type of guy that was on YouTube late at night, like how to get a six pack, like um, how to build muscle. And you know, back 10 years ago, there wasn't any content. There was no Instagram. There was barely Facebook. Um, nowadays, you go on Instagram and nothing you see. And get them and how to lift weights. And um, uh, people like myself and other people in the GA industry pumping out content on exercises and workouts to do. It's, it's unbelievable. But back then there was nothing. So going through, you know, my late teens, um, I really struggled to find any knowledge on how to improve myself as a player. And um, it really wasn't unless you were an intercounty player that you got the knowledge from the strength and condition coach. There was no strength and co- condition coaches with club teams back then. So or, or minors or anything. So if you are, you know, in that age where you're 18, 17, 18 right now, and you have access to all this content, you should be very lucky because it's just great to have. So, and my part-time studying of fitness, it really come because I felt that I'm lucky to be able to take this part-time course and then try my best to move that part-time knowledge, part-time course knowledge onto younger teenagers at the time where this is where I started my Snapchat account, which was the first ever platform I ever started an online account. And even to this day, I always feel as if I was the first, um, back in 2015, the first GA fitness niche person out there by starting a Snapchat account in uh, 2015. And it really blew off from there. And all I was doing was just bringing the knowledge from the part-time course and just putting it out in laid man terms to the general population. In regards to like you started on Snapchat and then moved to more kind of online platforms, did mm. it take long for you for your kind of side business to become your main business or how did you go about that process? So for on Snapchat, I was pumping out content for free, just documenting my own uh, personal trend on how my own personal nutrition and how I was doing with um, a team in Louth, which is Dundalk Eels. I was playing championship for them. It was a good level, senior championship level. And when, uh, sorry, when I started that for the first, let's say six months, people would ask me for a program and I would give them for free. I was loving this. I was saying like, oh, someone wants a program. This is amazing. They actually want me to be responsible for their training. So I pumped that out for free. And then maybe after the first six months, I started charging them like $49.99 for a six-week plan, which probably isn't the best business model. But starting off, I couldn't believe I was getting money for this because I was happily doing it for free. And then it wasn't really until I came back from Toronto in early 2020 that I went 100% self-employed. But there was a lot of learning between 2015 and 2020. 
both on the floor and in terms of my um, general knowledge in training and nutrition. So I would always recommend if someone is down the line looking at self-employment and open up their own business, there's a lot of mid-work to be done in terms of knowledge because I do see a lot of coaches now or trainers or PTs get a PT qualification from online and they think that they're going to just go straight online and start selling. But people, I always remind myself that I went through those couple of years of working for a company in terms of fitness before I ever went purely self-employed. From my own experience, I see that their personal training has become one of the glamour careers, possibly because Mm -hmm. of social media. And it seems that like it's a very easy industry to get into but not a very easy industry to become successful in Mm -hmm. Uh, would you have any kind of advice for someone who is kind of 17 18 who is interested in becoming a personal trainer i'm assuming there's a huge difference between a personal trainer and a strength coach yes and no um in terms of so strength coach would would be a little bit different in terms of the training programming so someone that's a strength coach would probably go down the route of like having more advanced training methods. Whereas if you are a personal trainer, you should be carrying on your like lifestyle coaching or like life coaching. Because when you're a personal trainer and you take someone on board, you aren't only responsible for the one hour you have with them. You're responsible for the other 23 hours outside of the training room. So what time they're going to bed at, what time they're waking up at, what are they eating, what is their supplements, what stress they're going under, how are they tracking their daily activity? So many things and that's where some people might come into issues if they jump from let's say doing the leave insert going into uh, a six-week online course and then thinking that they can run their own business because i would never have been i would never say i'm successful right now i'm far from successful but i feel as if i'm on the right path of getting to where i want to be and i would never be on this path unless i traveled to North America to get the experience with top coaches on the floor. And that's why I think anybody that wants to go online would have to get that, that knowledge base from working on the floor with good people surrounding them. And uh, that's not, not to say that you can't get that in Ireland. I just felt at the time the, the best thing for me to do was to go to North America where I feel as if maybe the American sports are a little bit ahead of the current, obviously, GAs and soccers of Ireland. That's interesting. Now, if I can take you back to college, yeah. uh, do you think college kind of prepared you for work and life? Or was that your experience? Or how was the experience for you? So I think it was very, it was good for me at the time in college um, to get out of the house, to learn, to try and live by your own, um, to try and budget the amount of money that you're given at the start of the week and not run out of money, maybe on the, the Tuesday night and have nothing for the rest of the week um things like that like shopping so many things that i think super important for any late uh uh, elder teen coming out of school um and life experiences on a whole making new friends because when you're you know when you're growing up right up until you're 17 18 your close friends are all from the same area they're from the same ga club uh same inter-county development squads whatnot so when you branch out into colleges you have um, boys and girls from you know down Cork, Kerry, Dublin. It's just a great mix of different, even like cultures, even though it's the same country. So you definitely go through a lot of life experiences when you start college. 
And in regards to just like say if someone who was 17, 18 doing the Leaving Cert wanted to get into your line of work, like would you have any tips for them? What would you recommend? Uh, well, first things first, I would um, take as much of the knowledge in as you possibly can online that's there for free on top of diving into courses. Now, they don't have to be full-time courses like sports science and stuff that you would see in universities. They are quite advanced. And if you are you know, highly, highly interested in getting that line of work, then absolutely go for it. Um, do you have to get into those top courses? No, there's always backdoors to get to where you want to be. So if you feel as if, let's say, you don't get enough points to hit the, you know, the 450s or more of the top sports um, courses in Ireland, there's so many backdoors. I mean, you can start at level two, gym instructing, level three, PT um, instructing, level four. You might do like kettlebell classes. Uh, you can do uh, fascial therapy and so on and so forth. So um, I would definitely build up your knowledge and build up your certificates. And when you can, get on the floor because there's nothing better than making mistakes on the floor and learning from them. And that's how you progress, really. Brilliant, Shane. Uh, the only question I'd love to talk to you about is how did you find going from uh, well, we'll say, assuming Dundalk to North America and the, the culture change, the, the finding somewhere to live, the integrating into a new society. How was that for you? Um, it was just completely different world because um, I, prob- I would have never went to like New York. I would have never went really any big cities around the world until I went to Toronto. At the time, it was me and my girlfriend going to, to Toronto. So it made it a little bit easier going with someone um, with you. So if you, whether it's a friend, whether it's a girlfriend, brother, sister, that will make it a little bit easier. But in terms of cultures, like I went straight on the gym floor and I had Canadian coaches. I had, uh, you know, even still Canadian coaches from Montreal. But if anybody knows Montreal, they're totally French speaking. So totally different culture there. And just different nationalities and you're trying to pick up clients that are different nationalities and trying to understand how they go about their business on a day-to-day business. Um, so like Ireland is, and they they love the Irish, like they're, they, they welcome the Irish big time and they love to know your culture, which is also totally different than the cultures of North America, for example. So it's a big eye opener, but I'd highly recommend it to anybody. Brilliant, Shane. Now, uh, would you have anyone say if someone hears this and they want to kind of follow you or contact you, what's the best place to reach you? Um, honestly, if you want to drop me an email, it's shanericeoffice at gmail.com. I'll always get back to emails. Um, next up is probably just Instagram. Uh, and I usually try my best to see as much of them as I can. Um, after that, they're the main two platforms that you're going to catch me the quickest, to be honest. Brilliant, Shane. Thank you so much for providing all this content for, and I know people will really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Shane, for today. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Talk to Joe Guidance podcast. If you have any questions, follow me on Farley Career Guidance on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I hope you found the content valuable and have a good day.